Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. I'm sitting here with Kat Lee. She is the author of Hello Mornings, How to Build a Grace-Filled, Life-Giving Morning Routine. And one of my favorite lines from the book is that it's time to wake up for your life, not just to your life. And I actually first came across Kat a few years ago when I had two toddlers and a young child and I was so overwhelmed and exhausted, and really desperate for some quiet time. And I just didn't know how or when I was going to get it. And I've been feeling the nudge to get a little more disciplined with getting to bed earlier and attempting to wake up before my kids. Um, And the encouragement and tools that I received from Kat Lee's book was the exact thing I needed at that moment in my life. So I'm really thrilled to be able to share her with you today And I just want to say welcome to Ready to Thrive, Kat, and I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I am super excited to be here, Jacqueline. I, um, you know, I am a professional snowboarder and um, what else do I do? No, I'm just kidding. So right now, as we're recording this, we're having like this crazy winter storm in Texas and my front yard, which has rarely seen snow ever, is now covered in snow and we took apart my son's skateboard. So we've been snowboarding down our front lawn and so far no broken bones. So we're good. Um, but in all seriousness, now I am, I'm very, very passionate about helping women build habits that connect them with God on a daily basis so that they can live purpose-filled lives. And I, I think a lot of times we have these misconceptions about what habits are or what our quiet time should look like. And we just put all this weight on ourselves that ends up being the very thing that makes it hard for us to build those habits and to do that thing. So I'm, I'm really passionate about helping women just do it in a very grace filled way. You know, just like little kids, you you don't give a little kid a, a basketball or a tennis racket and say, all right, go play Roger Federer or, you know, whoever, whatever famous basketball player you want to fit in here. You just give them tiny steps uh, as you move forward. And so that's kind of how I feel about morning routines and habits and all those things. And we're not playing catch up. We're just starting fresh. And um, there's so much grace in the journey. I love that. Well, Kat shared a lot in that little introduction. First of all, she's definitely adventurous, which you can tell <laughs> by willing to hop on this modified skateboard snowboard. Um, as well, um, you know, she's passionate um, in encouraging women to wake up for their lives, but also doing that in a way that um, is really grace-filled. And so we're going to talk about that more um, as this conversation goes on. But I want to go back to the beginning because, Kat, you didn't, you haven't always been this way. So I want to know what was the motivation for, like, where did this whole thing start? Where did the hello mornings begin um, with you and then expanding out? So where did that all start? Yeah, well, just like you, I started out when my kids 
kids were little and I was like, oh my gosh, I need something to change because right now I'm waking up to people jumping on my face and, you know, asking me for breakfast. And I, I just wake up grumpy and kind of on the defensive instead of wanting to be, you know, this wonderful Donna Reed sort of old fashioned, loving, kind mother. Instead, I was, you know, just very much on the defensive so in particular, very unlike the weather right now, there's this one particular day uh, that I feel like it kind of all goes back to, or at least it's the one that sticks in my memory of just kind of one of those days with small children where you just feel like you're trying to get to the finish line. You know, you're just like, I just need to get them in bed. <laughs> if I can get them in bed and close the door, everything is going to be okay. And it just feels like this finish line that you're just crawling towards. And I'd been grumpy. I'd been frustrated. They pushed all my buttons and I let all my buttons be pushed. And I finally got them in bed. And I just remember going out to my car in the garage in July in Texas. So it was like 500 degrees in there. And I just sat there and I just started crying and sweating and crying, just praying and feeling like, God, I want to be a great mom. I never had a chance to know my own mother. She passed away when I was nine months old. And she was from the Philippines and my dad was from Chicago. So I never really knew my Filipino family or anything like that until later in life. And not knowing my mom growing up, I really felt passionate about being a mom. And I felt like it was this second chance that God gave me at the whole mother-daughter relationship because I, I have two girls and then I have a son as well. And in that particular day, I just felt like I was failing horribly as much as I wanted it. And I was just like, God, what, what can I do? And just, you know, kind of felt the prompting that, you know, I need to start waking up for my life and not just to my life. And I didn't mean that I needed to wake up a whole hour earlier. It just need, meant that I needed to wake up and be like, God, thank you for today. I need you. And, and just let that be the first thing on my mind, the first thing on my heart before all the anxiety of how I'm messing up or what I'm doing wrong or, you know, whatever, before all that starts to fill my mind and shape my day. I just want to put my eyes on him first and foremost. And so that's kind of what I just started doing. And the more I put my eyes on him, the more he directed my day and the more I wanted to put my eyes on him in the morning. And it just sort of, sort of grew from there. But I'll also say that it has um, taken steps backwards in some seasons. You know, we all, we all, we often think that growth is this straight line up when in reality, it's a very jagged gradually upward trend. Um, and that's what it's been for me, but it's been such a blessing the more I build the habit of just following him and walking with him. Well, it's so good. And I love what you shared there um, about growth and how we often have that idea in any aspect of our life that we should continuously going be going up this staircase. And anytime there's a step back, we feel like, oh, hashtag fail. Like we, right. we just haven't made it. And I know for me that really has actually been a very good picture of my mornings and how, you know, there's been some seasons where it's like, yeah, it's easy to get up. And this has been what this has looked like. It's, I'm getting up super early and, and getting all of the things done. And there's been other seasons where I've been like, oh, this feels like a struggle and a battle. Mm -hmm. And so I love, um, again, just your emphasis on grace and how giving ourselves grace for the season we're in, for the situations we're in, and even listening to, you know, our body and all of the things that are going on, um, that it's not about ticking a box off. It's not about hours we put in, 
but just that idea of, even as you said, as simple as waking up and saying, okay, God, thank you for this day. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want to go back to a story that um, I just thought was so beautiful from your book. Um, and so you started off, you started off with your own kind of morning routine, starting to wake up for your life. And then you started blogging about it. And so tell me about the process of just showing up and saying, hey, I'm going to share about this on a blog and how that even led to a trip um, of yours with compassion. Absolutely. So, you know, in the process, I was like, well, maybe I should start a blog and share about my morning routines because I felt compelled to start a blog for moms, which felt a little bit silly because as my intro kind of communicated, I'm not a typical mom, you know, not, I'm very sporty. I like to do kind of not crazy things, but you know, I'm, I'm not into crafts or home decor or or things like that. So I thought, well, who's going to read my blog? Who's, who's going to want to read that? And, um, and then just felt, you know, like maybe it should be about my morning routine. That seems to work uh, well for me. And maybe it would encourage others. And I didn't think it would be very well received because, you know, who wants to read about waking up at Odark 30 but, you know, surprisingly, I wrote like a little ebook called Maximize Your Mornings. And just I think the time that I entered the blogging community and just the, the, the message of the ebook, it did really well and got shared by a lot of people. And so just that first year into blogging it was so much better than I, I could have imagined. And at the time, Compassion International would take bloggers on trips all over the world to their different locations so that they could kind of see what the what the work is that Compassion does uh, and then share it with their readers in the hopes that children would be sponsored and their lives would be changed. So about a year, a year into the blogging journey, I get this text message from a guy named Sean Groves who kind of managed the whole process. And he was like, hey, so we're going to be going on a trip and I wanted to see if you wanted to go. And I was blown away because I've never taken like a writing class and I didn't necessarily consider myself a writer. So just the idea that words that I write could potentially save a child's life. And I've, we've been compassion sponsors for a long time. I was just floored. Um, and so I was like, definitely. And then he sent a next message. And I remember specifically that my husband wasn't home. He was on a business trip and it was late at night or after my kids went to bed. So at that point in time, it was like maybe 7 p.m. But um, I get the next message and he's like, hey, we're we're going to the Philippines. Are you interested? And I just kind of fell into my dining room chair because I don't come from a wealthy family of world travelers. We, you know, never left the continent, never imagined leaving the continent. So the idea that I'd be able to go to the country that my mom grew up in and see the things that she saw and smell the food that she ate and, and all of those things. I, I grew up not knowing really anything about the Filipino culture or knowing my family. Um, I, it was just total, a total God story. It really felt like. Um, and then a couple months later, before the trip, maybe six weeks before the trip, I was sitting up one night um, and got a message on Facebook. And this girl named Esther Sandy messaged me and she said, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but my name is Esther Sandy and I'm your cousin from the Philippines. And I'd recalled that we'd written some airmail letters back when I was like first and second grade, you know, my grandma helping me write letters. Um, 
And so we just connected on Facebook and I was like, oh my goodness, technology is amazing. I just sat there and I was like crying. Everybody was already in bed and I'm just sitting there crying. I can't believe I'm just talking with my cousin. And um, I said, I'm actually going to be in Manila in a few weeks. And without a hesitation, she said, great, we'll meet you there. And so when I went to the Philippines with my compassion team, um, the day that I got to meet my compassion child, Marie Kaur, who is actually a friend on Facebook to this day, because she's graduated and out of the program, we connect with each other all the time on Facebook. Um, the day that I got to meet her, which is already emotional, we get back to the hotel. And um, as I'm getting off the bus, I look out the window and um, I see like this group of people standing in the floor to ceiling windows at the hotel. And I was like, that is totally my family. I'd, I'd never seen them before. I had no idea, but I just knew it. And I ran in and we literally, we were just ugly crying. And the, the team that I went with um, was like Emily Freeman, um, Emily P. Freeman, she goes by, Sean Groves, Tish Oxenreiter, um, Brie McCoy, uh, Brie is like a food blogger now, um, and then a couple other people uh, literally had met them 24 hours before, and they're just standing there crying with me, which meant a lot because it was really kind of scary to travel across the world by myself to meet my family for the first time by myself without anybody there that I felt like would understand. So for them to stand there and just be crying with me and, and letting it be meaningful to them as well was, was really powerful to me. And um, just really felt like such, such a God thing. Like you may have lost something when you were really long, but I, young, but I, I see your whole story and I'm going to bring it all back around and I'm just going to turn over the tapestry so you can see the story that I'm writing for you and the story that I'm creating for you. And it just gave me a passion to help women connect with God so that he can redeem their stories so that he can show the other side of the tapestry in their lives as well. Wow. Um, I love, I love that story on so many levels. I love that. Um, I mean, this is a story again, that only only God can write and he's in yes. those details. Like just the mm -hmm. fact that A, you get to be invited on this compassion trip and it happens to be in the Philippines. And then um, you happen to get this message from your cousin, like all of those little things. And for me, I just think about how those are um, just some of those little, they're God moments, but also God nudges. Mm -hmm. Like just even the idea that one day you're in your van sweating <laughs> and crying feeling like really this is such a low moment mm -hmm. and I really want to say that because I think that there are probably women listening who are saying I feel like I'm in that low moment right like things just feel so um, hard for me I'm so overwhelmed I don't feel like I'm actually being the mom I want to be I don't feel like I'm mm -hmm. living the life I want to live and so I just think in that moment there was um, this kind of God whisper and this decision and so just I'm just going to try something different. And again, when Kat was in her van, she couldn't see being a well-known blogger. She couldn't see traveling the world or, or meeting people like Emily P. Freeman, right? That wasn't what she was looking at. She was just in that raw moment with God. And so I think that really he is wanting to meet us in our really low and raw moments. Um, and then 
the other thing Kat did is she, something was just starting to click in her life and she began to share it with other people. And I think that's actually, again, a, an opportunity from God when we are walking out various things in our lives that he's like, just begin to share that with the people. It may not look like it's a blog. It might look like uh, just your neighbors, but um, I love the story that we can see all those little things being uh, woven together. And even um, thinking about Kat being on this trip with some women. I don't know if if you're listening, if you're familiar with who Emily P. Freeman is or uh, Tish or some of these other women who, again, were also just doing something similar to Kat where they just said, hey, there's things that God is putting on my heart. I'm going to start sharing them. And then a lot of them have gotten to know each other um, together. And, you know, none of them have become these, they they weren't given a book deal that day. It wasn't like, oh, everything has exploded for me overnight. This was just them being faithful where they were. And so I hope that's also encouraging for women listening um, that, you know, Kat has written such a beautiful book that I'm loving reading again a few years later and getting so much out of this book is uh, about so much more than um, a plan to wake up early in the morning. There is so much depth in there to bring you to um, connect with God. And so uh, I just hope that's encouraging for women as they hear your story, Kat, that there's so much in that of um, just leaning in, even in your hard yes. place, um, and then being obedient. Um, and each of those steps, I know we could go through that whole process and really unpack it. Um, well, I love that. So fast forwarding a little bit, you have started um, an online community mm-hmm. called Hello Mornings. Mm-hmm. Is it hellomornings.org? Yes, that's okay. correct. And you can go to .com and it'll forward you to though. Okay, so. perfect. So you started this community. Um, can you, I want to dive in really practically, mm-hmm. dive into what Hello Mornings is and what it looks like for people to start it and kind of why we would, why and how, like just give me some of the practicality behind it. Yes. So I think ultimately, and, and you know, I want to speak, I want to say one thing about just what you're talking about, about just it being a journey and the the way we learn to grow. One of my favorite quotes is, Uh, the difference between a master and a beginner is that the master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. And so, you know, I have a blog and a book deal and I've done a podcast and all that sort of stuff. I could name, I think maybe seven or eight different blogs or websites, or we were were just talking before we started about another business that I'd started that I no longer do. So just let it be an encouragement. Just try things. Be like a fourth grader who plays every sport at the school and does all this stuff. Just try stuff and don't be afraid to try things and don't be afraid to fail because it's just pointing you more and more in the direction that, that maybe God has for you. Um, now I've totally forgotten your original oh, question. Just the, the practicality of um, yes, how Hello we can start. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean, ultimately Hello Mornings, we put out Bible studies and stuff like that, but fundamentally, I think what we're really all about is just helping women build habits to connect them with God daily and live purpose-filled lives. And as we've helped women build morning routines, we found that there's so much pressure that they often put on themselves for their quiet time to be a certain amount of Bible reading or a certain amount of praying or a certain amount of journaling. And we've really seen that the more we can just get them to build the habit, just get them to, to do something simple and something small, but consistent, it then grows. So like, there's a great quote that says it's better to, um, have a daily habit than to be a spasmodic Hercules, which I've totally been. So we basically boiled it down to a three minute 
morning routine. Now, if you're like me and can be kind of legalistic, you're like, what, it can't just be three minutes. No, that's not enough. But it's the idea of just starting with that and letting that be like the warm up for your workout. So the three minute morning routine is first reading Psalm 143, eight, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love for I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for to you. I entrust my life. Um, and it can really be any verse. The idea is just to, to have a God's word hidden in your heart so that you can um, just focus on him first thing in the morning. Uh, and so then the second one is that's God time. And then plan time. We have basically three anchors, God time, plan time, and move time. That's why it's a three-minute warning, one minute in each area. So God time is praying Psalm 143.8. Plan time is just prayerfully praying through your calendar. Um, and then move time is just taking 10 deep breaths. So we've picked those things because you can literally do them in your bed between snooze buttons. So you don't need to get up. You don't need to get out of bed. You don't need to be healthy. You can be sick. You can, you know, have your kids still jumping on you and you can just say, just give me three minutes, kids, even less. And you can get your heart and mind and emotions um, set on him. And I found that once we do something consistently, it does a couple of things. Um, First of all, it helps build our identity as women who can do those things. So if I wake up and put my mind on him and have a scripture that I recite, um, you know, whatever the scripture might be, you can, any verse, um, just wake up and let that be the first prayer on your heart. When I do that, it builds my identity. I am a woman who starts my day with Jesus. I don't have to be Corey Ten Boom or some, you know, giant of the faith or whatever. I can just do this simply every day and it builds my identity as somebody who can start my day with Jesus. And as I prayerfully pray through my calendar and say, God, what needs to stay? What needs to go? What's just me and, and what's you? Then I'm building my identity as a woman who lives with intention and purpose. Or as I take those 10 deep breaths, again, that can be anything. There's nothing magical about deep breathing other than you can do it while you're in bed. Um, and you're building your identity as a woman who cares about her, her body and her energy and having the energy to do the things that God's called her to. So really that's what Helen Morning is all about. We boil it down to this three minute morning routine. And no matter how far along you are in your walk with God, you can still start your day with those three minutes. And then you can move on to your Bible study. You can move on to a planning time or to a workout, but having that foundation as being like a warm up for your workout it just makes it something that you can do consistently. And I think consistently connecting with God is what really transforms our lives. I don't think it's the number of chapters of the Bible we read every day, but it's that relationship that we have with him. Well, that's so good. I think often we get stuck in how it should look. Right. And then immediately when we don't achieve that, um, it can become an all or nothing. Yes. And so you'd have a huge emphasis of offering yourself grace and how that's even proven when people can give themselves grace in it, mm -hmm. um, that we're more likely to keep kind of moving forward. Now, I want to talk about how, um, how do people begin to scale from their three minutes? Like, how do they kind of practically say, okay, I've got, I've been doing my three minutes. I've got this habit in place. How do I begin to scale that? Yeah, I, I think honestly, kind of going with what might work for you. So how do you like to spend time with God? That might be scaling up with some worship. 
it might be scaling up with, um, you know, just reading one proverb every day and just doing that over and over and over again, because I don't think we'll ever mine out all of the wisdom of scripture. Um, so really kind of going with what works for you. And the more you kind of build that snowball and it gets going down the hill, you can add in things that challenge you, that stretch you. Um, and God might lead you and prompt you to do things that challenge you and stretch you, but uh, don't be afraid to just do things that draw you to them. So that might be writing out scripture. Right now, my daughter has been writing out the book of Galatians uh, and she just loves handwriting. And I'm like, Jesus, thank you. <laughs> I love it. I will buy you all the notebooks in the world if that's what you want to do. Um, and that's something that I've always loved doing as well, because my I can have a very, very squirrel brain. So writing out scripture just helps me kind of slow down and focus and kind of marinate in the word of God. So I would just explore what's fun to you, whether it's, you know, prayer or um, reading God's word at Hello Mornings. Uh, we have a bunch of free reading plans, and I'm sure there's lots of free reading plans all over the place. You can just Google it. Um, but, you know, whatever's going to kind of interest you or draw you closer to the Lord and to be consistent with it, I would definitely start there. Uh, we do have a tendency, I think, to just do the really hard things first, and um, which can be totally fine. And I think for some people, they may be there are some people who do better when they do a really challenging thing because it forces them to focus, but we need to know ourselves. And if we historically have tried something really challenging and then quit, then maybe we need to recognize that the goal is a lifelong relationship with Jesus and not a 21 day relationship with Jesus. So just recognizing what helps us to keep going, I think is important. Um. Yeah, I was thinking about how sometimes for me, I know my my routine or the things I've done in the morning have I've kind of ebbed and flowed. And there are times when I think I've struggled to get up, I've had to say to myself, like, be gentle with yourself and what actually would you like to do today to connect with God? Like what would and for me sometimes it's just that putting on worship music and sitting mm -hmm. quietly and listening. And that's that to me is one of my favorite things that kind of, A, it draws me closer to God, but also kind of, you know, slowly, gently wakes me up. And um, and also even just sitting in silence. Like I feel like I have um, my, I have three girls, so my world feels very loud a lot of the time. Yes. And the opportunity, sometimes that's the thing that can drive me out of bed is like, ooh, if I get up, you know, at this point, I can actually ha start my day off Um in that place of stillness and silence and connecting with him. And I, I think for me, the main thing that has brought me back to mornings again and again is feeling like I'm essentially filling my cup and mm -hmm. now I can pour out on mm -hmm. like onto those three girls instead of waking up in the morning feeling like, oh, my cup is empty. And now you're starting off taking from me and this isn't going well. And so the mornings, it's such a difference all day long when I have started my day with God um, versus just letting uh, letting the kids wake me up. And one of the thought I had while you were talking was even what it looks like to either prepare the night before or pre-decide something actually can help us. So um, either preparing, you know, I think you talked about this, like either a little kind of 
basket of supplies or a corner mm-hmm. or things um, or pre-deciding like for your daughter, I'm writing out Galatians right now. Like this is, I love that idea of writing out scripture. I think that's such a beautiful thing to do. Um, and so what would you encourage women to do in terms of preparing or pre-deciding? Yeah. You know, I am all about bribing ourselves. So we don't always want to do the best thing for us. You know, if you have the opportunity to eat Doritos or kale, most of us are going to pick Doritos, you know, and that's just, there are just natural ways our bodies are made. We have various levels of energy and self-discipline. So, you know, if you can make a fun routine at night of preparing your little coffee, like I have a little basket right here where I have a little French press and I have a hot water, like carafe, and I fill it with water every night. Um, and it's just this fun little routine and Maybe this means I have a coffee addiction. I don't know. But every night I'm like, I'm so excited to wake up in the morning and my little routine of making my little French press coffee and pushing the little plunger down, it just just makes me happy. Um, And so when you can start thinking about things the night before and you create these environments and these spaces, uh, psychologists call it decision design. So it's just the idea of setting up your environment so that it's easy to make decisions. Kind of like, you know, there was that show called The Biggest Loser, I think, where, you know, people would go to these camps and lose massive amounts of weight. Well, it's so much easier there because your entire environment is structured around you making particular decisions. So how can we structure our own environment? How can we make a cozy nook? How can we, can we put a blanket on a chair in our living room? And maybe even, you know, if we have enough space, maybe that chair or that blanket is only used for a quiet time. So it's like the softest, fluffiest blanket ever. And we have a special bl- mug maybe that we only use for our quiet time. And so you put that you know, blanket on, you get that mug and it's just kind of your um, psychological cue. Hey, this is, this is my time with Jesus. And even as your kids get older and they come out and they see you like, oh, mom's got the mug, mom's got the blanket. She's spending time with Jesus. I'm gonna tiptoe back to my room in a perfect world. Um, but yeah. Well, and I'd love to address that because I think that's actually one of the reasons women will say, because I think we all have preemptive excuses. Um, mine yes. forever was, well, I'm just, I'm a night owl. It's, it's genetic. It's in my DNA. I'm not a morning person. Um, and so I know I love that you talk a lot about mindset and labels in your book. Um, but what about the practicality of like, we can have toddlers who, yeah, we want to get up at you know, let's say six, but they're up at six ten, And so right. what are some strategies for women in that case? Like I, I've heard lots of different things. I'm just curious as to what you have mm-hmm. found has worked well. Yeah. So there's a number of different things you can do. And I've literally tried them all. And this is why, again, try things, fail over and over and over because you'll learn what works for you because what works for someone else might not work for you, works for you, might not work for someone else. So, you know, we used to have alarm clocks for our kids when they were toddlers, so they're a little bit older. And when it turned a certain color, they could leave the room. Before then, they had to play nicely in the room. So that was an option. Uh, We've also gotten, you know, those gogurt tubes, like those tubes of frozen or of yogurt, we would put them in the freezer And so, you know, in my head, it's like healthy-ish breakfast, but because it's frozen, they have to eat it really slowly. So in the very beginning, my quiet time would be in my closet, literally with my clothes hanging around me and I had a beanbag in there. And if anybody woke up, I would just get them a go-gurt and they would come in and sit with me and I would give them 
uh, you know, at the time, just like a children's Bible or whatever, but I'm old. So now moms can give them like a Bible app or whatever, or even watch a Bible video. I, I think there, we sometimes put such high standards on ourselves as moms, you know, we definitely don't want our kids in front of screens all day long, but I think there is grace for us to find ways to give ourselves space to connect with the Lord. And if they watch a 20 minute show about Jesus while we do that, I think that's okay. Obviously pray about it, see what's right for you, but just, I want to say that there's grace for you. Um, so, you know, those alarm clocks, giving them a, a treat. I, I know that a lot of people have like little baskets for their kids that have things that they can play with and things that they can do and play with quietly. That's only for that time. So it becomes a novelty. They wake up and they get to play with that. And so they're kind of entertained with it. Um, and you can always just feed them, have your quiet time at the table and give them their breakfast while you do your quiet time. Um, you can dance with them and worship together. Uh, I think there's so many different and creative things we can do. Spouses sometimes switch off depending on your work situation and your home situation. So I would just say, try things, um, see what works. And the more we can create that structure, because we're not just um, doing decision design for ourselves. We're also doing it for our kids too. So if they know that this is mommy's time with Jesus, um, then they're less likely to interrupt you because then you can say, Hey, this is your time with Jesus too. Uh, so be creative. Well, I love that. And I, I have used all of those different strategies <laughs> from the straight, like you are what, here's a show you're over here watching yeah. a show. I, and, and in some ways it really has depended how I'm doing in that season. Like there's seasons mm -hmm. where I'm like, I know that I need this really solo time. And so you are over here watching a show. Here's a snack. There have been other seasons where, yes, you were in your room until a certain time. We tried the the glow clock. Um, other seasons where one of my daughters came and she had a devotional. And so it was like, okay, you're up. I'm going to help you find where to read this. We're going to do this together. And I realized this is, this is what this looks like in this season. And in some ways when I'm feeling like I'm generally in a better place where I'm I'm connecting with God all day. I'm not at such a depleted place. Mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, I'm able to connect with you right away and and teach you about this a little bit more. But I've gone through just really the gamut. And and sometimes it feels like once you nail down a season, things change. Oh, 100%. Again. Yeah. So just being flexible with it again, with the, it doesn't have to always look a certain way or be um, a certain way. So I really appreciate that. Um, just trying to think of what else. Is there anything you would say to the woman who feels like, to be honest, I don't even feel like connecting with God. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like that can be a season we're in as well, where we're just like, I haven't opened up the Bible for a long time. I don't even, like, what would you say to that woman who's mm -hmm. like, this sounds great, but A, I don't want to get up in the morning and B, I don't feel like this isn't motivating me. So what would you say mm -hmm. to that woman? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I would say, don't try to connect with God. Maybe let him connect with you. So that might be laying in bed with some worship music and just laying there and just saying, God, I don't want to, but I want to want, want to. And would you give me the want to? Um, and I, I think, you know, even in, with our own kids, sometimes we know that they don't want to do something, but they know they, they want to want to do it, but it's not something they want. And, you know, and I think as parents, we can under, we can understand that as well. Um, but I, I think that really remembering it's about a relationship and he's truly the initiator of the relationship. And we just need to open our hearts and be receptive 
to it. And I, I think that he'll be faithful to give us that desire to build that love um, as he reveals his love to us. So I would say, give yourself grace, but be intentional. So literally, there is no podcast, there is no book, there is no course or anything that is going to change or impact or transform your life like a daily connection with God, like hands down, there's nothing. So if you want your life to change, or if you just um, you need a greater vision of what's possible, then just open up your heart, just turn on the worship music, just lay there and just be like, God, I don't even, I don't even have a worship song I want to listen to, but I want, I want to want to, because I am a very, very firm believer that we are all capable of just ridiculously more than we have any concept of. And no matter what you, whoever you are listening right now, no matter what you do uh, with most of your day, whether you uh, work from home, whether you work in an office, whether you're home with the kids, whatever it is you might do, literally at any point today, maybe you'll save somebody's life. Maybe you'll have a phone call with somebody and the encouragement that you share might save somebody's life. Maybe you'll impact the trajectory of somebody's life because you leave a tip and a nice note to a server at a restaurant. Um, you literally have no idea how God could or wants to use you and don't ever limit yourself by what you think your circumstances are. Because I was a stay-at-home mom who spent time in her closet in the morning and God took me to the Philippines. Um, and so, yeah, so just, you know, I, I really feel strongly that women, anybody, but my heart is for women, women can be superheroes to their families, to their communities to their churches. And if we'll just open our heart and connect with the Lord, he has things for us and purposes for us in our home. Um, but maybe also as we go about our daily lives as well. So keep pursuing him. Well, there is no better way we could end this episode than all that Kat just shared. Um, I know if I was listening, I would go back and listen to that whole thing again. Um, thank you for sharing that, Kat. I want to know where people can connect with you more and just all of the resources and everything you have available at Hello Mornings. Yes. So just come to hellomornings.org. We are actually launching a new community next week. I'm not sure when this podcast will air, but the community will probably be launched by then. So you can jump in and it is free. We'll be just a community of women who are connecting to encourage one another as we grow. Um, I also have a course called the Hello Mornings Bootcamp, which is basically kind of like an audio version of the three-minute morning routine, plus some teachings at the end that teach you about habit building, that give you a little bit of inspiration. And um, it is a course that costs money, but you know, we also, I just, I just don't like to leave anybody out. So if you want it, we also have a 1000 word essay. You can just write it and get the course for free. Cause we want everybody who wants it and is going to, and you know, do the, do the work. We want you to have it. So, um, if you feel like you need help with your morning routines, I don't care what your grammar is. I don't care about anything. You can just write, I really need a morning routine and I don't know what to do over and over again. And, um, and we will send it to you because we just want to equip everyone with that resource. So uh, yeah, just come and check us out. We have lots of Bible studies and all kinds of stuff that you can download. Well, thank you, Kat. Uh, I hope people go check out Hello Mornings as well. Um, grab a copy of Kat's book. Um, it is so good. I actually read, um, there was this one line that I read last night to some friends, and I'm going to read this to you because I think um, what happens when we connect with God is that he has the power to change um, our entire lives 
and that is going to impact everyone around us. And there was this line that says, only wear the labels God gives you, all others hold you back. And we get those labels from God when we spend time with him. And so I love um, Kat's vision and her mission. And I know that this episode will have helped you move one step closer to thriving. Can I just say thank you for listening? This space has been incredibly encouraging for me this past year. And as I am being deeply encouraged by these conversations, I trust you are as well. And I'm not going to ask you to rate the show or subscribe, but I am going to ask if while you were listening today, a friend popped into your mind and you thought, hmm, I think they could use this encouragement. Can I ask you to share this episode with them, with one person? When I listen to podcasts on my phone, there are three little dots at the bottom right, and I click there to share. Also, can I say sometimes I don't share with others as I'm worried about what they'll think of me if they think I'm bugging them by sharing something, but... When someone shares something with me, I am never bothered. Often it is the exact thing I needed to hear. So if someone popped into your mind, click those three little dots and share this encouraging conversation with them. And thank you for listening to Ready to Thrive.